Welcome to the Color Auntie Podcast. My name is Grace, joined by my co-host, Kozan. And we are so glad that you're here with us. We're just your northern girls trying to live our best life. We're here to help you through those dreadful morning commutes, or if you're just wanting to hear Quay out of things you may be experiencing, because both Quay and I have been there. We don't really know what we're doing in life, but we're hoping to figure it out with you along the way. <laughs> yeah. So listen, your podcast aunties love ya. Here on the, today's podcast, we have a well-known artist who is fresh off of her boot launch with Manitoba Mucklucks. She's an exclusive. She has an exclusive boot with them and Sporting Life, along with being a story boot teacher for the past few years. You may have seen her on the Worldwide Canada Goose campaign that launched this holiday season, and you'll probably see her film in theaters, but just give her five to ten years. Because above all her accolades, we have on the podcast a really beautiful person on the outside and on the inside, a great friend, sister, and somebody we hold near and dear to our hearts, Sage Patanicus. (laughs) (laughs) And then make that last statement, Clay. We also have a live studio audience, so if you hear some laughing other than us, that's just what it is. (laughs) (laughs) So this is uh, like a lot of firsts, a lot of like, we have Sage as our first guest mm-hmm. on our podcast, and we're so glad that, um, like, she's supporting us in this way, and we're just, like, so happy to have you on, and also first of having live audience, so shout out to the audience. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sage, let's get into it. Tell us first where you grew up and then when you moved to Toronto. Okay, I grew up uh, for most of my life on my reserve at Atikmikshing, so it's up by Sudbury, Ontario, and for a little bit I moved to Ottawa, Ontario, so I got a little slice of what uh, living near a major big city was like, and then I moved back home, and then I was able to complete all my high school there, and then I finally moved to Toronto when I was 17 years old. Wow. And how was like that first, like what made you move to Toronto? I really wanted to um, have some independence and I wanted to prove like I can make it in a big city. I had a really uh, strong inner competition like with myself. I thought that you know, this is something I really wanted to do, and I think this is an excellent way to prove, like, I, like, I don't know, just prove my independence. Yeah. Um, I think I wanted, like, the people to know who's listening, like, tell us about, like, your family and, like, because I know you have siblings and, like, were you the first one? Like, tell them about your siblings and then say, like, were you the first one to move away? I was the first person out of my siblings to move far away, Mm -hmm. Uh, not the first one to go to Mm post-secondary. And I think that that really, that was like really crazy because uh, me and my siblings are such a unit. So Sage, I first met you through work and then through education, you met Grace and Mm -hmm. you two are actually my favorite 25 year olds. (laughs) (laughs) um tell us about tell I'll tell you what I thought of you okay when I first met you and then Grace can and then you can tell us 
what you thought when you when you when you met us. Yeah. Okay. So when I first met you, Sage, you reminded me a lot of my mom, and I was like, oh, this girl is so like brilliant and creative, and like she's gonna. She's definitely going to be something because remember that one time I was like, Sage, imagine the next imaginative, you're going to be coming off the red carpet and like, you're going to be the special guest and like the key person. And that was like in 2015. And then now look to 2019, you have all these really great things. Um, Did you think you would ever like be here from back in 2015? I think from that time, I felt like really... I felt really young and there's no other way to describe that. Like you feel like really inexperienced. You feel like you don't really have a huge network. You don't even think you can rely on that many people. And, and and to see you for the first time, I was like, Oh my God, this girl, like she remembered my name. (laughs) She was actually happy to see me because I think like in a big city, like Mm -hmm. you get a lot of blank stares and even like people challenge you, like, why are you looking at me? Yeah. But like whenever I, I I, like, I want that familiarity. Like it really reminds me of home and it really reminds me like that uh, you can create those links anywhere. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So just a really big bubbly face was like, the thing that sticks out when I met Quay. And someone, like, so positive, too, because I was – Quay was always, like, an employee, and Sage and I were the students. So whenever you, like, tell Quay, like, what program you're in or what, like, you want to do, she's, like, shooting this for the stars for you. She's, like, telling you, like, goals. And you're, like, yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm gonna do (laughs) yeah it's actually like a little bit of disbelief and I think that uh if you've ever met Quay like uh it's really like it 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 really takes you out of your comfort zone because uh not a lot of people talk about you and your dreams as if they're reality and that like let alone yourself you know I think that you should be really proud of that. <laughs> well, I was just seeing the future and like all your great things. Okay, so um, I thought that like moving Toronto after like doing it, like it seemed like it was going to be so fun, but it's actually pretty scary. What was your take on it? And if there was something scary, what was like the most scariest thing you've done? And then like, was it worth it? Uh, so when I the scariest thing about moving to the city yeah. was not having a secure place that I could call my own. Mm-hmm. I was like extremely lucky that um, my mom had connections in the city. And so there was um, actual family members who uh, let me stay in their, uh, they let me stay with them. And so I was, I couch surf at two places and I'm like, really really grateful for those relationships because they both work um or well one of them works in the media field so that was like a really cool inside to what she does and then the other I'm really grateful because like it gave me um kind of like part of the deal was like I watched her daughter so yeah um I was able to kind of still get that family feel Mm -hmm. while I was away and 
so that insecurity right away was like it really I don't think it set me off in a, in the right way not having my own place but I definitely didn't lack for uh, family and relationships mm-hmm. and I would just say like Toronto is an extremely like a difficult place to find a place and I was looking for months so I think that definitely coming to the city I would recommend like you start looking like as soon as you know you want to move to the city like mm-hmm. you should be like I wish I had been living here at the start of the summer yeah like that's how like secure I wish my living situation was did you <laughs> sleep on an air mattress I was gonna, yeah <laughs> or did you have a mattress mattress I had oh my god <laughs> I don't want to talk about no, it. We slept on air mattress. We slept on air no, mattress. No, man. You know what I had? I, I, had, I had my twin bed that I had since I was started high school. People have mattresses for like yeah. ever. Yeah. That, like, that bed seen me through some hard times. Do you still have it? No, actually... Uh, I, I just got a new one. It's, it's really oh. nice. I got I got an Andy Ben. Wow, you upgraded your life. Podcast not sponsored by Andy yet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we hope. <laughs> when I when I moved, I brought my twin bed too from home. <laughs> and it yeah. <coughs> well, after my dad, remember like my dad came up after with my brother, <laughs> but I always wanted air mattress for a while. Too. I was living out of a suitcase though when I didn't have my place. So. So. Sage, did you play any sports growing up? Uh, I actually did. I, I played a lot of hockey. Um, did you play in the little NHL? I played in the little NHL. Uh, you said little, little like like little like how that's little. how it used that to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so you you're very accurate with your pronunciation. Well, well I was just pretty. Because isn't it spelled like L? Yeah, N-H-L. now L- they rebranded. L- L- okay, so you played in the little HL. Did you ever win a medal? Oh, yeah. We, oh, yeah. Wiki B is at like every game we ever played them. I feel like I thought we had a like special like rivalry, but no, like they just beat everybody. So it doesn't matter. Aww. Um, no, I, I, I uh, yeah, so I played a lot of hockey. Um, our team, our community um, was actually, like, we got a lot of pickups. So these are girls with, like, uh, who played hockey, but they didn't have a team from their community. Oh, yeah. And so that's what was so, like, I think I really appreciated that about um, playing hockey and having my dad as a coach was like he taught me a lot of like humility and like it's not about um having a team where like everyone's like triple a or like everyone's Mm -hmm. it's about Mm -hmm. meeting people where they're at and like accepting people where like what they are able to do and like relying on each other anyway and creating and like uh instilling belief in people because I think that we're already like just a bunch of Indians, like, like little, little res kids, like coming together and like um, just trying to have a fun time. Like it's 
we're not in the actual NHL, but we can create like memories of people mm-hmm. so that um, we do feel special. Yeah. Okay, so you play sports growing up, and then now, now, how do you maintain your health and wellness? Uh, I would say that I don't do a really good job of that, but I do try and um, go outside every day. I do try and like go for walks, um, and I do go. Um, I put my skates back on this past winter. Uh, mm-hmm. If you haven't like skated in a long time, like your feet hurt. Yeah, like my yeah. my feet just hurt, man. And I was, um. <laughs> I was like, man, how do I do this every day? <laughs> like, back when I was little. And uh, it's just, like, keeping that stuff. Um, so you think, like, just, like, getting out in, like, the fresh air and, like, a little, like, physical activity, like, going for a walk or, like, skating just, like, clears your mind? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I feel that you're like very emotionally well like I think you have this high emotional intelligence and like you if you think of like spiritual physical emotional mental like I think you're so good at being like spiritually spiritually well and emotionally well like I think you're so is like level-headed and like you know you know exactly how you feel and you know exactly how to describe it because I think that I find that so admirable because I'm like I feel I don't know, but I feel it. <laughs> and then you're like, you're so concerned. You're like, I feel angry. And this is why. And this is why. And I'm like, how are you so concise and like in tune with yourself? Uh, yeah, I think like being self-aware is like really important. And so I just uh, like most people, you it just takes you a while to like realize that. Like, yeah, like I just said, retrospect, like I should be taking more care of myself in this area. And then I also think about like the time when I was really active in sports. Like I, uh, I was able to actually like really understand my body. And like, it's interesting, like where I am now where like, I'm not as physically active daily as how I used to be. I, it's, it's such like a weird mental block where it's like, that's what I was physically capable of. And like right now, like I know my body's capable of it, but it's just going to hurt real bad the next day. Like uh, it, it's an interesting spot to be in like, uh, like physically, but you know, mentally what you're capable of. Yeah. Yeah. Did you make any like New Year's resolutions this year? Uh I don't know, like, I, I don't really do do resolutions, but I do think that it's important to, like, always better yourself, so I um, just focus on, like, like bits of your life here and there, like, you notice, like, you feel like you're lacking. Like, I, I was a really big reader growing up as well, and most of my media now is just usually, cons- like, it's all concentrated to like my phone so it's like digital reading Mm -hmm. and like that kind of consumption but uh reading tweets all day isn't the same as like reading a book (laughs) and reading memes all day (laughs) (laughs) yeah memeing uh everything that i've like referenced on this podcast i'm like one meme that i read (laughs) 
Cite your sources. Cite your sources. I know. We're always like, we're going to post that meme. I forget to all the time. So, Sage, um, tell us about, um, like, your Canada goose and your um, Manitoba muckluck and where all that came from and what you did with it and, like, your future goals. So I'll talk about the Canada Goose campaign, Generations of Orm. I that really came out of uh, a relationship I have, like a um, sorry. Hold on, let me restart it, that. It's a lot better if you like look at one of us when you're talking. Okay, yeah. <laughs> like talk to Quay. Okay. <laughs> so that came out of a really awesome relationship I have with uh, Serene Fox. Uh, she's my lodge sister and someone I really looked up to. If someone doesn't know what she's, like a lodge sister is, give us a little, a little, uh, what is it? At no, just yeah, descriptive box. Okay. So, oh, so lodge sister, someone I go to ceremonies with. Our families know each other, and so we're not biologically related, but through our links through ceremonies we've created a special bond where like we consider ourselves sisters Mm -hmm. and she's like a little bit older than me so she had this kind of um career she's carving out that i thought was really amazing and i'd only known her through ceremonies beforehand so coming to the city where she was working and living I got to, um, I got to really understand like her path, and she definitely saw like herself in me, mm-hmm. and so our bond was created that way. So I think that opportunities really grow out of creating like genuine relationships mm-hmm. and seeing people's worth for who they are. And so this campaign was really scary because that's what it was about. It wasn't about, like, uh, my own perception about what I looked like and what my face looked like, what my body looked like. It was about the bonds between people. And that's what was made me feel comfortable and secure with, like, accepting this kind of professional move because it 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 really then it was about something different Mm -hmm. because in being in a campaign so public I was like really concerned like well like they like I'm like I don't feel like I'm the most beautiful person in the world or I don't feel like this or that and it was Serene who really reminded me like your beauty is a beauty that needs to be seen. And for me to like say that out loud right now, (laughs) is like, it sounds like tooting your own horn, but I think that there's something to be said about like celebrating that anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Like celebrating self-love. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And so I, I really felt like the insecurity never leaves you. Right. Mm -hmm. But it, 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 it does change your perception about yourself, though, because then it was like, it, it doesn't really matter to yeah. me. You know, it it was 
a really amazing opportunity. So they flew us out to Newfoundland. We got to meet the other people in the campaign involved. So yeah. it was people from like all around the world who had uh, uh, other bonds. So it was like um, mother-son type relationships, um, brothers, best friends, that kind of stuff. And so I felt comfortable in the campaign. And then to be in the campaign and we're the first duo that's like released it was like wow oh. we, we headlined the campaign that's yeah. really cool like that's like that's me that's something I can be really proud of and it was a really humbling experience too because for those exact reasons about like my insecurities mm-hmm. but I just felt like man this is something I could say I did yeah, yeah. you know what I remember was I don't know if I was talking to you or like your sister, but I remember someone was like, "Yeah, the campaign like just launched this big board in London." I'm like, "Oh my god, London, Ontario! That's sick! That's so crazy!" And then I'm like, "Wait, London, England?" <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my god!" I was like so jacked for London, Ontario. I was like so jacked for anything. And then I'm like, "Oh shit!" You mean like? England. <laughs> That's crazy. What? Yeah, it, it 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 was definitely about that seeing that representation and like yeah. I'm like I just never thought like I'd be part of that. So it's really special. That is special, and I think it's I think now like now that we know you guys are like lodge sisters, it makes it more special because if they're talking about like generations of warmth and they're talking about all these like biological relationships, it's acknowledging that like we have these like really strong bonds that are built like outside of blood mm-hmm. and like celebrating that in like a mainstream way is so powerful. Mm-hmm. And you guys are so beautiful. <laughs> so uh i guess i'll jump into the boots so i yes uh i partnered um with manitoba mucklucks and sporting life and we uh and so they let me design the beadwork on a pair of boots Mm -hmm. and so uh they've been become known as like the sage boots yeah like i was so like amazed you were actually the first person who told me like actually they're launched like here i took a screenshot it was quay who sent me a text and she's like you're live online and it was like before like they so they released the product like online um before like the like our official launch day yeah but it was you guys who were there yes we're proud proud owners they're proud owners and like i have your the moccasins too and i wear them every day Oh my yeah. gosh. I don't walk around my house without like any mocks or like any slippers, and those are like my slippers. I don't want to brag, but like I was your bead runner for your launch, your opening store day. Yeah. So <laughs> with that launch, we did a um, in in store special monogramming, mm-hmm. and so if you bought a pair of boots that day or a pair of uh, moccasins, like I would bead something custom for you, mm-hmm. and so. It was just like a little bit of like extra touch. Um, so my relationship with Manitoba Mucklex has been really great because it started off with just like putting myself out there and having 
a really good network of people who believe and support your skills is amazing. Like they might think you're beautiful as a person. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone, that's what friends are supposed to say. <laughs> but for them to like also see like the kinds of things you're capable of professionally, mm-hmm. that's the kind of support like you mm-hmm. guys were able to give me like, yeah, go for it. Like do that. And that's something like Serene also um, helped me with. She's like, why don't you like just apply? I know you make moccasins. And yeah. I was like, really scared because it's like hard seeing myself as a young person when like we're taught in like our cultures all that wisdom comes from like the older people and older generations so it's just like shifting that to like well you did learn from them so why wouldn't you be a good person to be teaching so I am also a teacher through the Manitoba Muck like story boot school and so that's their special initiative where we um I, I applied to be a teacher in downtown Toronto. Mm-hmm. And so I did that to support myself going through college. So it felt all of a sudden, like, uh, I went from, like, just being a student to, like, being a student who also had, like, m- like multiple part-time jobs and, like, also being responsible for other students. So it, it was really awesome to be able to... Um, develop the skills to teach other people and I definitely think I have a different teaching style than like my mom or like probably her and her mom and I'm just I'm really proud of that career-wise like I was able to gain the confidence to teach other people yeah how to make how to make something for themselves right yeah you're really good you're really good at because I've gone to some of your workshops, like your reading workshops, and you're really good at being like, um, like encouraging and like proud of the, your students. Because I, I was watching you, and I came in late, and I was watching you, and and you're like, oh wow, that's so good, you did such a good do- job, and you're like, email me the finished product, and like the person's face was like beaming, like they were Aww. like, oh, you really think I did a good job? Like you could see it in their face that they were like so proud that you complimented like that and have that follow up thing. Like email like the finished thing to me. I want to see, and you like I could see another like oh she wants to see my work. <laughs> <laughs> they actually they actually emailed me. Oh yeah yeah. Oh. I, was, I was really happy. I was uh, you know you really don't know. Well, I don't know. I feel like my skills as a teacher comes from like seeing how I don't like to be approached by teachers, you know, <laughs> like you learn from like what you don't like. Yeah. So I, and, and learn from what you wish you had. Mm-hmm. Like I have a perfectionist mom yeah. when it comes to crafting. And so that's really important with how I like to create work. Like, I think that was so important. Like, Oh, I don't like how that looks like tear it out and do it again. So for some people it's like, uh, it's really important, like, just do it. Mm-hmm. And I believe that you should, like, just do it to do it. Yeah. Um. So that, like, you're at least putting your hands to the work. Don't worry how good it looks. But I'm, I mean, like, from the jump, I was, like, taught, like, um, it's not perfect right now. You're going to get there. And you're going to do it right now. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to get there. Yeah. Now. So uh, that, that teaching style is not for everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, I think. I feel like that's definitely, like, a cultural thing. But that's yeah. something good that your mom, like, instilled in you. Because yeah. that's, like, I don't know. I wish I got, like, pushed like that. <laughs> Great, okay, that's this is what happened in the podcast. Grace literally did that to me. She's, like, she pushed me to do this. She's, like, want to record right now today? Let's do it. And I was, like, huh? 
Okay, we're doing it. We're not just talking, like we're doing. Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, just. So pretty, yeah. what are your next plans? What are like, what? You, this do you mean? have anything like planned for your future for 2020 as in like the work that you're going to do, any projects, any films? Yeah, so I'll just kind of going back to the end of last summer, I I gave my two months notice. I was like, do I move to a new place in the city mm -hmm. or uh, like find new roommates? And then I had this talk with my dad, like right around the beginning of the summer. And so uh, where we were driving to was the premiere of my short documentary and so that's called Biskabiang. Mm -hmm. And so that's talking about the return. Um, the film is about the process and the spiritual importance of returning our sacred objects to our people. Mm -hmm. So I really believe that uh, our, our journey as a people like is related to our ceremonies and to, um, to our return to culture and like, and just being proud of ourselves as people, too, because we're a part of that bundle, mm -hmm. right, of having not just having physical ceremony things, but like our own spiritual wellness. And like, I know you are both so like, I, like, I'm really amazed at like how how your wellness like you you guys actually like when, when I, I really was attracted to um, you both as people because I wanted to be like you I'm like these are these people are so well like we started the fitness initiative yeah and um and I was like really happy like to find other people who, who we like, were so well that that summer we yeah were, like, going to the gym and that's what like motivates me though is like, like doing it like as a group yeah yeah like-minded <laughs> like people finding like-minded people who just want to like be healthy yeah 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 and and just like holding each other accountable, right? Mm -hmm. You know, like oh, I didn't do so well. Like, but how are you doing? Like, <laughs> like let's keep at it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I digress. We kind of like, but like moving back to what we were talking about, which Your was upcoming I, project. Uh, upcoming project. So yeah. So I moved home uh, last fall. Yeah. And so four hours north of the city is kind of like really far. <laughs> right. So I, I just felt like I been living in the city for six years, mm -hmm. like coming up to seven. And I really wanted to like, like it really took a moment to like, look at my life. My dad's like, well, you can move home. Yeah. If you want to like, you can move home. And I think he was just like, he, it didn't feel like this time it didn't feel like he was saying that uh, just to get me home. Like it felt like a real option. And I felt like I was in a place where like, you know, I did live here for a long time mm -hmm. and I did set out and prove like my independence. And I definitely had a lot of help like along the way, but I wanted to, um, I wanted to go home and I wanted to like be with my family mm -hmm. and uh, it's not been the easiest year in my life at all, but I wouldn't 
have been able to like get through the year without my family and like we've been able to grow so much mm-hmm. so I think I don't know like the my hope for 2020 is to um be able to talk more about like a a film I'm going to be working on we're in pre-production Ooh. it's actually with my friend Serene and so um the same Serene that you were in the Canada Goose with yeah um we just want to create together and we want to do justice to our teachers yeah. and pay homage to what they've been able to bring to the people. Mm-hmm. Because like as celebrated as I, as I feel as a young person, it's like I'd be nothing without the people who taught me. Mm-hmm. For sure. And and I, I just look forward to being able to create more. It's been a nice, like, quiet fall. Yeah. And so I've been able to, like, work on my beadwork. I've been able to work on my writing mm-hmm. and work on things in in just, like, a in like a slower pace. It's, yeah. like, just a different pace. It's different. You yeah. know what I think that, you, like, you said you moved home and stuff. I also think that, like, the city will always be there. But, like, your family and your loved ones and, like, your community, well, they might not always be there. Because when, mm-hmm. in 2016, like, I moved home for a year because I'm, like, I needed I needed that solar pace and, like, I needed that, like, healing at that time. Mm-hmm. And, like, my job was still there. The city was still there. Like, everything was not just as I left it, but, like, everything was still back there and I got to pick back up. But, like, I got to go home and, like, work on myself and be with my dad and my brother's. And there's, like, so, something really special about, like, having a home. And, like, even having your dad be, like, you can come home. Like, we're always here. Like, we got mm-hmm. you all the time. Yeah. I think it's the fear of missing out. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what I was – I probably would have been worried about. But I think when you create <laughs> such, like, meaningful relationships, you're not worried about that because your security is, like, already – has already been established yeah in like in those people and so i feel like if you're like you're afraid you're gonna miss out then like maybe look at maybe look at your relationships <laughs> maybe look at, look at your relationships again you know what yeah you know what i mean like and yeah i, wow. I like that mm-hmm. yeah reassess your life guys <laughs> <laughs> no but that about that about wraps up our episode with you, Sage. And I'm so grateful that you were on it today and like you're our first one and that you took time out of your your life to like be with us here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm really proud of you two as people. This call her anti podcast. I'm like, you guys are my sisters, but like, <laughs> no, it's like I, I was really proud. Like I actually started crying. Um, what? When, I, when I listened to your first episode, I was oh. like, oh my gosh, those are my girls. <laughs> um, yeah, it was just a special moment to see like how our lives like we're not right beside each other right now. Mm-hmm. But I just felt so close and connected with you both. Yeah. Aww. 
And like, that's what we want. And I think like, I don't know, we're all on different paths, but we're all like, I just keep thinking like now that I'm a mom, even though I don't have a daughter, but I have eyes looking up to me now. Mm -hmm. And I want other girls and like boys, if they want to look up and think like it's possible to like, you know, accomplish your dreams and Mm -hmm. like, I don't know. I just think we're all doing like such great things. And like Sage, we're like, we're so proud of you. And like, you were like on our list of people we wanted to interview mm-hmm. for this podcast. Cause we're like, you're doing such great things. And like, it's great to just like put it out there, what you're doing, because there's, there's eyes looking up at you, like how you're looking up at Serene. Like there's another generation looking up at you too. And they and, need like, to see like you got through it. Yeah. Like you went to a one post secondary, you didn't make not didn't make it, you didn't like it, it wasn't for you. So then you went to another one and you're like, okay, this is a better fit. You got through it, you made it. Like you went so hard into your passion and like yeah, I'm pretty sure there was blood, sweat, and tears in that, but like you got through it and like you survived. And that's what we wanna like yeah let people know is like and every day we just gotta keep trying to survive. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely like interesting what you're creating even when you think like you just have your head down focused on what you're doing I'm able to like look up and like actually like look behind and see what I've done and Mm -hmm. like say actually that's kind that's kind of a lot like that's kind (laughs) of a lot for like being only 25 right now yeah I and that's right you never know who's watching Yeah. yeah well thank you so much Sage for being on this we love you Love you too. Love ya. <laughs> you can cut that out. So your podcast, Andy's, know that life can be tough. And we want to end our episode with promoting the Hope for Wellness talk line. The Hope for Wellness um, helpline offers immediate help to all Indigenous people across Canada. It is available 24 hours a day, seven days a week to offer counseling and crisis intervention. Life can be tough and we've all been there. So call the toll-free helpline at 1-855-242-3310 or connect online to their chat at hopeforwellness.ca. And remember that your podcast entities love you.